And now, Fastened Like Nails with Dr. Mark Hamby. Welcome back to Fastened Like Nails. I'm Molly Mayo here with our host, Dr. Mark Hamby. And we're very excited to announce a brand new segment of this podcast where we take questions from you, our listeners, and offer answers from both a practical and biblical standpoint. So you can ask questions on a wide range of topics from marriage or parenting to career or even Bible questions and book recommendations too. So to submit your own question, just go to lamplighter.net forward slash podcast. You'll also find lots of other great podcasts on there. Well, I'm excited about this new format, Molly. Um, Our first question comes from Jacqueline in Tennessee. And she asks, is COVID-19 a judgment on a disobedient world? Whoa. I know. Can you imagine starting with that one? Intense question. Okay. So what do you think, Molly? Judgment, yes or no? Uh, My first thought is no. How come? I just, I mean, I I know I really can't claim to know how God thinks, so I, I could definitely be wrong on it. But, I mean, it seems like there's a lot of different things that we could blame on God for being judgment on a disobedient world and... I mean, it could be anything. If it's if not this, it could be lightning or thunderstorm or tornadoes of, that hit Kentucky yeah. a few weeks ago. Uh huh. So mm. I mean, I I I'm not. It I'm was not sure. it was kind of interesting though that in one area where they had all those tornadoes, there was a church that was the only place that was standing was the church, and all the houses got desolated. Oh well. Decimated. Um, <laughs> yeah, you really can't say, you know. Where do you draw the line? Mm-hmm. This was God's judgment, or it was just one of those things of nature, uh-huh. or is God is God control of everything? Mm-hmm. All things work together for good to them who love Him. Well, I think another interesting point too is that we are in those not the end times, but we are in those days where it's like Jesus could return any time, which you know that's been going on since the church age. So. In essence, if we thought like, oh, yeah, literally anything could be from God, judgment on a disobedient world, like, I don't know, there's there's an interesting give and take there, too. I think we're, for me, from my perspective, I think we're in the beginning of the end times. And again, no man knows the day or the hour, but mm-hmm. things seem to be very ripe for the final judgment. And when the final judgment occurs, it's going to be just that, judgment, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know. Two-thirds of the fish of the sea are going to be destroyed. And then the answer to this question would always be yes. <laughs> yeah. So at what point is it God's judgment today? Tsunamis, tornadoes, mm-hmm. hurricanes. Um, now we have this um, pandemic, uh, epidemic, what, whatever it is. So uh, interesting that, you know, you you start with those thoughts because, it's, you know, you really don't want to ever say that happened because of God's judgment, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So how do we discern when it's God's judgment and when it's not? Mm-hmm. Um, I was reading in Isaiah chapter 1 this morning. Um, fascinated. In fact, I've been reading 1 through 4 over and over again. And, uh, you know, we have to at least recognize that the United States, where we live, mm-hmm. is a backslidden nation. You know, at once where we adhered to, you know, Christian, uh, Judeo, you know, um, doctrine, you know, we no longer hold on to that. You know, we're killing babies, you know, by the hundreds of thousands. Mm-hmm. Um, God's going to hold us accountable for that, you know, through the abortions that occur. Um, our legal system, you know, what is good has now become evil. What is evil is becoming good. You know, the DAs in many cities, many uh, liberal cities are letting, you know, offenders, um, people that have committed crimes of murder, they're letting them out on the streets again, mm. only to kill again. So, 
So we're living in a day where, you know, God seems to be allowing, you know, the the United States to start to crumble morally and um, to kind of reap what we've sown. Um, in Isaiah 1, it says this. It says, even the ox knows its own owner um, and the donkey is master. Um, but now talking about Israel, but Israel does not know. Um, his people, God's people does not consider. And we're already there. I mean, we're past there. Um, all you got to do is watch the news. People are no longer considering God. Um, they're thinking we need more. <laughs> this one school in, in uh, Michigan, they need more metal detectors. <laughs> you know, they thought, and this is what they thought the answer was to the recent killings in uh, Michigan High School. We need more metal detectors and we need more counselors. Mm. Um, what we need is more of God. Mm-hmm. You know, that's nothing's going to change. You know, we're going to continue to have a, a spiraling downward of, of, of immorality and violence. Mm-hmm. You know, chapter 6 of Genesis, violence was upon the face of the earth. And here in <clears throat> Isaiah, it says, There's a sin, you're, you're a sinful nation, a people laden with iniquity, seeds of evildoers, children mm-hmm. that are corruptors. They have forsaken the Lord, and they have provoked the Holy One of Israel. So back then, God got provoked with mm-hmm. their, you know, their their evil, their violence, their disregard for for law. And whenever there's a disregard for law, that's when a, a, a nation will crumble. Mm. You know, when you become lawless, what made Israel great was their, their set of laws. Mm-hmm. And then uh, in, cha- in verse 5, it says, chapter 1, Why should you be stricken anymore? You revolt more and more. The whole head is sick. The whole heart is faint. From the sole of the foot, even to the head, there's no soundness. Then you go down to chapter 7. It says, your country is desolate. Your cities are burned with fire. I mean, look what's happening in the United States right now. Um, Your land, strangers are devouring in its presence. (laughs) It's desolate. It's overthrown by strangers. You know, right now, a large portion of of American farmland is being bought up by other countries. Mm -hmm. Um, And then then it says this. Verse, uh, verse 10, hear, you, hear the word of the Lord, you rulers of Sodom. Give ear unto the law of our God, you people of Gomorrah. And he's using that in, in as a, kind of like a um, metaphor here because Sodom and Gomorrah are no longer in existence. But he's, God's referring to them as if they were in Sodom and Gomorrah. Um, today with all of the transgender movement, with all of the, you know, the, the focus on, on just allowing sexual gratification to occur in any form. You know, there's there's things I've learned of recently. I'm like, this can't really be happening. Um, and God is going to hold us accountable. I'm, you mm-hmm. know, there, there's, a, there's a, freedom is not free if it starts to hurt people, you know, especially children. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've got to understand that when we're, when we're adhering to laws mm-hmm. and looking at what's right and what's wrong, what's good and what's evil, if it hurts somebody, it can't be it can't be good. And so he says this, and I'll just kind of close with this. It says, um, God says, I'm tired of your sacrifices. I can't even hear your prayers, he says. And the reason for that is because your hands are full of blood. You know, we're living in a, in a day in which we are destroying babies. Mm. Um, and God, I believe, is holding us accountable for that. So back to the original question, is COVID-19 a judgment on a disobedient world? I mean, possibly. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm going to um, I'm going to turn to Isaiah 45, and let me let me read this and see what you think of this. 
Isaiah 45, it's one of my favorite chapters in the Bible. It talks about Jesus actually um, being God. Uh, let's see here if, if I can find it real quickly. Um, verse 5, I am the Lord. There is none else. There is no God beside me. So first he says, I am Yahweh. I am Elohim. There's no God beside me. Um, th- throughout this chapter, you're going to see where Jesus mm-hmm. is the same as Yahweh of the Old Testament. Jesus is the Alpha and the Omega. He's the beginning and the end. Mm-hmm. He claims to be the same God of the Old Testament as he does in Revelation. And so, uh, so here in, in chapter 45, he says this. It says, there is none else besides me. I am God. Mm. Verse 6, there may, that you may know from the rising of the sun and from the west that there is none beside me. I am the Lord. There is no one else. I form the light and I create darkness. I make peace and I create darkness evil. Mm. Let's talk about that. That's crazy. Uh, okay, let's talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. It says, I, the Lord, do all these things. Well, I mean, he's sovereignly in control of everything, always has been, always will be. He creates evil. <laughs> I feel like we've talked about this before. We have. I'm trying to remember um, if it was a, if there was a translation of the word create uh, to be cause. I think we talked about it. He causes evil or... No, uh, bara. It's the, no, it's the word. For, I, God created the heavens and the earth. Same word. Hmm. Um, well, he, he created Satan who was evil. <laughs> well, he wasn't evil when he was created. Right, right. But he became evil. So in a sense, he created... What is evil? Evil. The opposite of God, anti-God. Or, yeah, the absence of light. There's darkness. Uh-huh. So if the absence of God, there's evil. Is that it? There's no such thing as the absence of God. No. So what is evil? And how does God create it? Uh, so the word, the word evil, uh, I'll, help you out. <laughs> I'll help you out of this hole we're both in. Um, the word for evil here is ra'ah. It is the word Hebrew word for evil, but it could also be the word for desolation uh, or destruction. Interesting. So I, I think that in this context here, um, God creates light. He creates darkness. He makes peace. He creates destruction uh-huh. um this word desolation or evil <clears throat> oh interesting so i was studying a little bit in genesis about this word ruach and it's talking about like the power and the presence and spirit of god so i think something interesting that you're bringing up is that no matter what the bad thing is whether it's covid or a storm or something it's that you know it's caused by god he he's in all of the things mm. so it's not necessarily that it may be judgment, but it is from his hand. And so when things like that come up, it's not like, oh, God, did you know this was happening? This is terrible. It's like, oh, this is from your hand, and what what should I what should my response be to it? Okay, so he creates it, he allows it. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't create evil. He allows the evil, which is the absence, in a sense, the absence of God, absence of God's rules for ruling one's life. You know, um, that's what Satan did. He turned his back on God. He was the, you know, um, Ezekiel uh, twenty-eight. Mm-hmm. He turned his back on God. He um, was the cherubim that covered the throne of God. Mm-hmm. He was beautiful in all his ways. He was magnificent in beauty. He was perfect in mm-hmm. all his ways. But he turned his back on God. Continued to shine. But what did he do? He took a whole host of angels with him because he thought himself to be like God, mm-hmm. you know, beautiful. And, um, and he thought he had a better way for mm-hmm. the universe. Um, in chapter 3 of um, Ecclesiastes, 
It says this. It says that God, uh, there's a time for everything, um, a time to love, a time to hate, a time for war, a time for peace. Mm-hmm. And he says this, what profit is there that he that works um, wherein he labors? I have seen the travail which God has given to the sons of men to be exercised in it. Mm. This travail, this this work, okay, this task, this job that God gives us, this word exercise is the word for humbled, that he humbles us mm-hmm. with the word, to be busied with, to be humbled with, so that God places us in situations where he humbles us so that we understand that we're not in control. Mm-hmm. The Apostle Paul says this in, I think, Second Corinthians chapter 1. He says, like, I've been shipwrecked. I've been beaten 39 times. Mm-hmm. I've been stoned. Um, we, we have the sentence of death in ourselves. Okay, so, mm-hmm. so God brings calamity upon the earth. He allows it to take place upon the earth for one reason, and Paul says it. Let me read it to you. Second Corinthians chapter 1 says this, verse 9, But we had the sentence of death in ourselves that we should not trust in ourselves, but in God, which raises from the dead, mm-hmm. who has delivered us from so great a death and does deliver us, whom we trust that he will deliver us. Three times the word deliver. This whole, whatever God brings and allows upon the earth, whether or not you can say it's God's judgment or not, doesn't matter. What matters is that whatever it is, that we'll not trust in ourselves, mm-hmm. but in God. I think that really answers the final yeah. question. Does God allow this stuff? Does mm-hmm. God cause it? Absolutely. Um, Ecclesiastes or Lamentations chapter 3, it says that God causes grief. Mm-hmm. But for what reason? So that we might trust him mm-hmm. and we might know him and be convinced that he has our best interest in mind regardless of what we're going through. Joseph, in prison for 19 years or however many years he was in prison, mm-hmm. you know, recognized that though they meant it for evil, God meant it for good. God bless. Hopefully, God's words of delight, truth, and wisdom will be fastened like nails in your life today. You've been listening to Fastened Like Nails, a presentation of Lamplighter Ministries. Our mission is to make ready a people prepared for the Lord by building Christ-like character one story at a time. To learn more about our family collection of rare books, dramatic audios, or guild programs, visit lamplighter.net. To hear more podcasts, search for Fastened Like Nails wherever you listen to podcasts. If you have a question you would like to submit for the Lamplighter team, Visit fastenedlikenails.net and fill out the form. That's fastenedlikenails.net. What if you could learn from the creative minds and talents behind Lamplighter Theater? I've never seen anything like it. This summer, Lamplighter presents The Lamplighter Guild. A week of mentoring and apprenticeship in the dramatic arts. Learn script writing, music composition, sound design, directing, and voice acting from world-class professionals. Registration for the Lamplighter Guild is limited, so sign up today at lamplighter.net. Lamplighter.net.